I'm Cameron. And I'm Zach. I know everything. And I know that there's dragons. Finally, you do, actually. <laughs> um, this is a very special episode of the Watching You Watch podcast because we've finished season one. Yay! Uh, we just watched the finale of season one entitled Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. Zach's got some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yes, this is the Watching You Watch podcast. If you're tuning in uh, for the first time, this is a weird episode for you to be jumping into because it's the last one. It's like the people who read like the end of the book first. They're weird and they do if that. If you're one of those people, stop it. That's well, all I have to say. I- I'm going to be the counterpoint and say live your life, but no, you're robbing yourself of something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so if you're tuning in for the first time, our podcast, we recap uh, Game of Thrones with the theme that I've seen it before. Um, and Zach hasn't. Mm-hmm. He can now, though, say that he has seen one season. One season. Of uh, Game of uh, Thrones. Uh. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we just watched the finale. Zach, how do you, how are you feeling about this? This is, this is, yeah, like, this got more seasons for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a good show, and I'm glad you're, you've enjoyed it. Yes. Are you, are you excited by the ending of the, of, of the show? Are you, like, amped up for season um, two already? Yeah, dragons. <laughs> and, like, Starks being a contender in the game, even though their patriarch is gone. It's true. And, it, it is I don't true. know, just, like, lots of things. I mean, we're way past the point of, like, the early setup, like, Season two is going to start off, and we're going to know everyone, and everything's going to keep moving, and it's going to be crazy, and uh-huh. they're actually going to do stuff about things in the north, and I'm excited to see what's going on beyond the wall, because I feel like that's going to become very world important. It it, it shall indeed. Uh, so, uh, let's jump right into this. Last episode, we didn't do a recap, because there are a lot of events that needed to be talked about, and uh, <laughs> episode nine of season one is is what I would consider more like what you would typically consider like a season finale episode for a typical TV show. Yeah. Whereas this episode, it's much quieter in tone, and it's very, uh, it's very much like a setup for what's to come mm-hmm. in season two. You so could go, feel that. Go ahead and just give us a recap, though, of, uh, of this episode. Maybe just highlight your favorite moments. In okay. It. Well, I'll highlight everything I can remember, which isn't always much, but... Basically, it starts right after the decapitation of Ned Stark, R.I.P. and peace. Yeah, rest and, in peace. And um, is pulled aside by the Night's Watch dude and is like, boy, boy. And she's like, I'm a girl. He's like, shut up. If you're smart, you're going to pretend to be a boy. And she's like, oh. And, <laughs> That's basically and, it. And yeah, so he's going to smuggle her out of the city by making her be, you know, like someone who did something bad and is going to the wall mm-hmm. just so she can get north. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe we should go all the way to see Jon Snow or not. But the moral of the story is is people start giving her crap and calling her midget and say, oh, you look like a girl. And in her head, she's like, oh, wow. Good to know. And he's like, I could beat you. I literally kicked a man in the balls to death. And she's like, listen, I literally stabbed a kid. And he's like, oh. She's like, I'm good at killing fat boys. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I'm fat. <laughs> and also, it was interesting because we got to see uh, one of Robert Baratheon's uh, bastard sons, yes. the armorer, there, yes. like, getting sent to the wall because basically anyone that's had connections with Ned Stark is just either getting lost. It's like abandoned dead. ship. It's yeah. like, you know... Abandoned getting... Stark. Abandoned Stark. I like that. <laughs> um, but let's see, which is terrible. I hate... All the people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, other highlights. We had another Varys Littlefinger moment, and it's always kind of funny. I don't know whether they're, like, Littlefinger doesn't want to get to the heart of the matter of things, but he always, like, goes to the, like, making fun of Varys's castration 
and yes. stuff, which is funny because Varys just like takes it in stride. Honestly, I don't even know if like that's kind of how their friendship works. And I love their discussion because talking about you know like how they both respect each other and admire each other for what they do in their various respects. Mm-hmm. And you know, but it's time to serve the king. Yep, king serving time. Yeah, my favorite part of that scene is when Ver- when Littlefinger insults Varys, and then Varys is like, "Oh, come on, you can do better than that." Yeah, I know, because like <laughs> the thing with that's what oh, I kind of mentioned. It's like that's their shtick. Yep. Because like as soon as they start coming to the heart of the matter and like saying things, it's like he makes castration jokes. Yep. <laughs> which you think would get old because they've been doing it forever, which is part of the reason why he could probably say, "Come on, you can do better than that." Hmm. Um, okay, let's see. And also, talking of, you know, table members, we have, um, Meister Paisel, or whatever that. Yeah, Meister Paisel. Meister gonna need a pacemaker soon. (laughs) Um, but not really, because we find that he has been playing the doddering old man act with Rose. He's pretty spry for an old man, though. Yeah, exactly. And he, like, does, like, his calisthenics and, like, puffs himself all up, and then he, like, stoops and starts hobbling, and it's like, what? Because, like, when we see him, like, walk fully capably and doing all this stuff, it's interesting. I will say the first time I watched it, I was fooled, too. Like, I was like, oh, Maester Pycelle, he's this doddering old man. And then I saw that scene, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's playing everyone for fools. He's playing a much better game. And it's funny, because you can tell that <laughs> obviously the person is from Littlefinger's entourage, and he's still been able to pretty much pull the wool over his eyes, or mm-hmm. not give him any information he wants and knows that he may have. Mm-hmm. So he plays an interesting counterpoint. It's so funny, it's like an entire den of wolves in there, with all of them wearing the sheep's clothes. Yeah, they all are. So you walk into to King's Landing, and it looks like it's all sheep, but they're all wolves. They're all wolves, <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, Joffrey is awful, and I hate him, because... Yeah. Dulcimer Man was alive, but this time to, like, bring things full circle, rather than, like, the Dulcimer getting busted up, he gets his tongue ripped out because he sang a song that Joffrey didn't like. And then Joffrey's like, hey, Sansa, I have a present for you. Look, it's your father's head. And your wet nurse's head. And everyone else you loved head. Isn't it great? Aren't I the best? Look at them. Look at it until it pleases me. And do I have to look at everything else, too? Yes, Sansa, because it pleases me. And then she's like, he's really high up. I could push him off. And the yeah. hound, like, steps in. He's like, oh... You got this on your face. And, yeah, he sucks. you just better to give him what he wants. Also, you'll need this because you're probably going to get yep. hit more. He's like, he's terrible. You, you're going to keep that handkerchief I gave you because you're going to need it. That's... I, the Hound is just an interesting character. I mm-hmm. want to see more about him because he only's really gotten snippets. And I feel like it's going to happen as we are forced to be closer to Joffrey. <laughs> yes, we are forced to be... Just like Sansa, we are held captive in King's Landing <sighs> to be, and forced to witness Joffrey's... But let's see. Um, other important facts: Cersei is like an incest fetish with wine boy, yep. Lannister, and and you actually referred to her as Cersei instead of Xerxes. Whatever, it's all you the same d- you, thing. You did it. <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of you. I've been waiting a whole season for this. Act. I think it's because I like almost burnt before I said her name. Maybe <laughs> that's the key. Maybe that's the key. Uh, okay, and um, then you remember it's Cersei, not Xerxes. No, no, whatever. <laughs> we'll call her Chersey. Ew. <laughs> whatever makes you react the best. You get enough of my reactions That's during true. the show. That's true. Uh, let's see. Um, but with the Starks, the sad news gets there, and Catelyn is, like, super sad, and Robert is, like, trying to hack down a tree with his sword. He's like, you ruined your sword! And he's like... Time for a hug, and she's like, don't worry, we'll murder all of them. And he's like, I like this idea. Yep. And she goes to see Jamie later that night, and he gets all, like, 
Tyrion on her, which is weird. It must yes. be a family thing, the way they, like, flirt with he women. He starts making, like, innuendos at her, even though yeah. he's, like, captive, and she beats him with a rock. Yeah, she, and he, like, basically wants her to beat him to death, which is weird, because once again, we play the thing where we don't really always know exactly what Jamie wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's just not going to kill him, because that would be too easy, and... Exactly yeah. what he would yeah. want her and to do. Yeah, and it's great, because... Well, and it's funny, because in the end, she ends up, like, giving in to, like, his thing. is like, rest, you're gonna need it. It's gonna be a long war. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I guess both of them just understand where they're gonna go, and that's right. why that ends. Um, yep. What was the other thing with them? Oh, yes, yeah, very important to note that all the people, rather than wanting to save Ned now, they're basically trying to make, you know, a king of the north, rather than yep. everyone be ruled by the people in Kingsland. The north Landing. is like Texas, and they're going to be the, the Lone yeah. Star State. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna I off. hope so. I want the north to be like super Texas. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be the best. And then they won't have to deal with any of the garbage, and people will come to them and love right. them, and frack Lannisters. Um, let's see. Other than that, Jon Snow almost ran out, but uh, yeah, he was he, trying to join Rob's war effort, but he was convinced by, by Sam his friends. and his friends. Yeah, which Sam stood up for something. I was like, yeah, look it. Look, he did mm-hmm. it. And I was so happy. Yep. And then they, like, brought him back. And I think it's also funny that the commander man, commander Mogwai. Mormont? <laughs> commander Mogwai. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, was Zach. all like. Why did that take a whole season to come to? Because that one was really good. I don't know. It was an M and then I panicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. I knew it started with an M. That is so funny. Oh man, that would have been even better. Commander M. <laughs> no, I, I like Mogwai. Alright, fair enough. That one's gonna stick. <laughs> but it's all like, yeah, we knew you left. And then he's like, oh, they knew. And he's like, shut up. We he's know basically everything. like, you know, like, are you the first, per- do you think you're the first person, first person to run away? Like, come oh, on. Come on, guys. We've been doing this. He's like, this. everybody doubts it, but I'm glad you made the right choice, basically. Well, it's funny, because he says, like, not even he, that someone made the honorable choice. Well, it wasn't you that made the honorable choice, you dummy. <laughs> Give me some beer with my breakfast ham. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also, they're going to ride beyond the wall. Crazy yep. exciting. And then to Daenerys land, she, Daenerys land. Yep. she smothers Pex. Yes, because he's basically comatose. And Pex on a funeral pyre Peck thing <laughs> and burns him with witches. Which, the thing with it is, is I honestly sympathized with the lich. The, the witch. Lich, the, the lich. lich. <laughs> the witch lady. Well, she basically was a necromancer. Yeah, that's kind of true. She did kind of that blood magic vibe about her. Yeah, and dead things. But and dead things. I don't know. I Honestly, I'm kind of glad it is that things didn't work that way because, you know, if that had went through, yeah, her son would have been the stallion that mounted the world and there would have been ridiculous amounts of death. There would be, yeah. So, I don't know. As much as I like her and stuff, yeah, you got to take a few steps back and be like, she's like leading a horde of people who just pillage and plunder that's and all kill they do just to kill yep because it's all about who's strong right and that's kind of rude it, it's kind of <laughs> terrifying too <laughs> yeah um but yeah so so she puts she puts mary door in the pyre okay she puts on the pyre and, she and the puts dragon, dragon eggs. eggs and you know what happens she goes in lets it cook overnight and simmer and then there are three Live, living, mother-effing dragons. Mm-hmm. And it is just like, oh, my lands. And she also kisses Jorah, which is one of those things. Where he was like, ah, uh, mm, my like, lady. I don't, I don't want you to die. And then she's like, don't worry, I won't. 
Uh, senpai noticed me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking more like that moment in Empire Strikes Back between <laughs> Leia and Han, you know, where Leia's like, I love you, and then Han's like, I know. Well, it's, except it's, Jorah's not like, I know, it's like... No, 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 it's the reverse. Jorah's Leia, and Daenerys is Han. <laughs> but, like, okay, well, we're working the angles. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a reversal there, I'm saying it, works, it though. But the lady's still kissing the man. It's true. But still... Uh, that is a good that is a good analogy though. <laughs> it's interesting. They have a very much understanding. Yes, which is good, and it's awesome because she's just going to dragon it up. Yep, she's got I, dragons now. I'm interesting to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Well, everything because like that's the thing. It's like you said, this is this almost seems like it should have been the pilot of the next season because it, yeah. so many things were set up. I do feel that way because there's just a lot of being like, okay, so we're gonna do this. Okay, yeah, okay, and these people are gonna do this. Yep, and then we got that set up. Let's move to the next people and see what they're gonna do. Yeah, because. Season one very much felt like it ended with Ned Stark because that was like where mm-hmm. a lot of the conflict was central and he was one of the main point of view characters. I think what you're going to find too is as you dive into season two, you're going to see that basically like season one was all the preamble into this massive, you know, worldwide <sighs> story that's going to be told uh, by all these people. Um, and, and it already was that a little bit, you know, but, like, uh-uh. it, basically in season one, you just have Daenerys, and then, like, um, you know... King's it, Landing. The King's Landing, and maybe <laughs> a, a little, little bit of Winterfell. Yeah, a wall. little bit of Wall and Winterfell split in there. Yeah, right. there's a little bit of Bran, and, like, having premonitions of his father. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that in father, this episode, yeah. you know, dying. It's like he was going to be in this part and of the his, tomb. And his premonition was right, you know. Yeah, it's... and also his little brother Rickon had it in Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shaggy Dog is the is the cutest direwolf name. Uh, Rickon yeah. wins that award. Yeah, he does, because, yeah. He beats I mean, out Lady for that one. Ghost, Lady... Um, there is Nymeria. Lymeria. Nymeria. Nymeria. I said Lemuria again. Lemuria. Nymeria. And... There's a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other one's name. I don't. I don't know that. I one. think there's. I think Rob's is. I can't remember Rob's. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think mentioned the show. But in the, I'm trying to remember from the books now, and it might be Grey Wind. It might be what his name is. <laughs> I can't remember what the, it, what his what his name is. Eh. But it's, it's something like that. So good. But yeah, direwolves. Direwolves all confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> so I I have to say, this episode. It's very pivotal as we got dragons. Oh, big, dragons. big thing that dra- that Game of Thrones is uh, iconic for is the dragons. Yeah, um, but I knew they were coming, but I just never knew when or why or mm-hmm. how. But uh, but point blank, right now, dire wolves are dragons. Oh, oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a tough question for Zach already. No. <laughs> dire wolves are dragons, Zach. Dire wolves are dragons. Oh. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say both. You can't be the Taco Bell girl and, and be like, "Why not both?" No, well, it has KFC to be KFC and Taco Bell forever. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you have to say one or the other. Uh, uh, mm. Direwolves, because you can actually feed them things that aren't like full fields of cows. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel bad eventually after, like, having my dragon, like, have to eat just, like, people's cows. <laughs> I mean, it's fine at first. They can just eat, like, liar's fingers and, like... Liar's fingers. And just, Daenerys like, Daenerys is just people. going to feed them liar's fingers. She's <laughs> going to just chop off some liar's fingers and feed them to them. Yes. Or, like, people tongue. Or witch heart. Witch heart? <laughs> Dragons need to be fed right. Mm. At first I thought she was suckling the dragon. 
which was weird. Oh, no. Because she, she was just holding it like she's her sitting, She's, like, cradling one leg in front of her, and yeah. the one climbs on her back, and the other one kind of latches onto her leg Yeah, at the end there. And it was, like, neat. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's name them. Let's name them right now. Okay, if you had to give the dragons names, what would you name them? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I was hoping you would help me. No. Okay, there's I, a green one, there's a blue the, one, and a red one. The, it's a green, yellow, and a red, actually. Green, yellow. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was yellow. yellow. That was weird, because it was still kind of snooty. Yeah. It was, on, it was on the ground, too, a little bit. Um, the yellow one was. Let's see. Oh, boy. Would she name any of them after her brother? No, she wouldn't. She yeah. would not. I know I know the real name, so I think it'd be funny just to hear the... Okay. Uh, what, what uh, can we are. come back to this one? I'll kind of keep it in the okay. back. I'll keep, keep it, it, keep in, the it back. in Keep it in the memory bank. So let's move on to some of the other questions. Uh, so th- let's talk about uh, Rob and Catelyn and that whole thing here. Because that scene for me, when, when they find out about Ned dying, is one of the most heartbreaking scenes oh. for me. When she comes out there and she just wants to grieve by herself. Mm-hmm. And she sees her son... You know, whacking away at that tree with his sword, and and she's ha- and she's forced to be sort of his like you know like his mom basically you know oh, and yeah. be like you know like like let's experience this moment together let's let's do it and it's just so heartbreaking to, yeah. to watch and it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, the the moment I think I want to talk about happens after that where they all of uh, Rob's men declare him king in the north. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting, because at first they, there's a little bit of discussion, like, what are we going to do? Because this whole plan to go rescue Ned and, and company did not really work out. And so, we'll, and so one guy's like, hey, we should pledge allegiance to King Renly. And, everyone's, and that's the first time we've gotten like a mention, like, oh, wait, Renly's declaring himself king still? And then someone else is like, no, 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 like, we should honor Ned's wishes and, and declare fealty to King Stannis. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, 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 we don't need any of this politics stuff. We don't need King's Landing. We don't need any of that crap. We have our king right here. We have our homeland, and we don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. And our king right now, that's Rob. Rob's our king, and he's going to be the king of the north. So as of that scene, we have n- n- five people who have declared themselves the rightful leader of Westeros. <laughs> we have mess. Joffrey... We have Renly, Stannis, Rob, kind of by proxy, mm-hmm. and Daenerys, who have all who have stated openly that they that would they, like the that Iron they are throne. well that they are the rightful person to be on that throne. Mm-hmm. So, if you just had to sort of just analyze it, like right now, who who in actuality do you think is the is the person who has the strongest claim to the throne, and? Is that the same person as who do you think is likely to get the throne at the end of all of this? Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Um. Hmm. I mean, because you could say Daenerys because the Mad King was there. Yeah. Well, but the thing with it is it's hard to do stuff with, like, the whole treason and weird and... Right. Uh, that's tough. That is a tough one. Because, honestly, it's between her and Stannis. Uh-huh. If you're going by, like, complete logical stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing with it is, is by her leaving, she, honestly, in most things, that's, like, basically giving up your right. She's basically fallen off the map, too. There's not yeah. a lot of people who know for sure if she's alive she's or even not. even alive. Yeah, to some of them, she may even be dead because that order went sent through and no one knows if it's been really completed not except for probably Varys except for probably Varys and, he and, knows everything. and he would probably just not tell people because it's not pertinent to keeping peace at this point right <laughs> if anything that would just cause more dramas mm-hmm. um but 
the so Stannis should really technically be on the throne by all technicality, mm-hmm. but who should be on the throne? Yeah, who should be on the throne, or who do you think is most likely to be on the throne at, at the end of all of this? Ooh, boy. If you had to pick out of those five people. While Joffrey may be on it right now, I don't feel like he's going to stay on it. You think he's making already too many bad decisions to uh, keep it? D- most definitely. Even just from like <laughs> general regular court life, like people are already treating him almost like the Mad King because he is—he is just like tip of a he's hat. He's murdering minstrels. Things. He's murdering Ned Stark. He's just kill, kill, kill because yeah. he can. Because he can. Ah, uh, that's not good. Yep. You, you aren't going to yep. stay there too long. Because you're not going to make many friends that way. You aren't. You are not going to make many friends at all that um, way. But the thing of it is, is I th- it's, then it goes between, for me, not necessarily Rinley or Stannis, but Robert and Daenerys. Mm-hmm. And since Robert would probably, I feel like he could sit as being king of the north. He would rather not keep himself to any of the, those politics, but Daenerys wants the throne. So by who actually really wants to sit on the Iron Throne, I'd say Daenerys. Gotcha. Because, yeah. I mean, I feel like, unless it's really just more of a vengeance-fueled thing, they would be perfectly fine to have the North govern themselves. It would uh-huh. make more sense. There would be less drama, and people could work things out a lot differently. Yeah. I feel like that's, that would actually be fantastic for Westeros. If people started, rather than seven kingdoms ruled under one king, why not each kingdom kind of do their own thing? Right. It, that would be an interesting system, considering that it, Westeros hasn't functioned that way for some time. Ever. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, well, there's a whole history to, to how they oh. were originally seven separate kingdoms ruled by seven separate, separate kings, but they, it, it's long and complicated. Yeah, and they wanted and, one king so they'd have peace, but now it's just caused, like, this... It's never going to be a happy thing. Basically, though, it is worth pointing out that before the Mad King, the Targaryens were basically, like, the top honcho family for, like, a long time. You know, like, they it, yeah. it, it did run that way, where, like, Targaryen sons became Targaryen kings, you know? Hmm. And it wasn't this whole convoluted thing where, like, the succession of who was the next king wasn't very clear. It was always very clear who the next king was. Yeah. And the Targaryens, it's mentioned by Cersei, actually, that the, the Targaryens even, you know, wed brother to sister to make yeah. sure that the bloodlines were clear. If there wasn't, if there was, like, and, and pure for them, obviously, but also to maintain, you know, the, hmm. like, prevent the, the, the claim to throne, you know, yeah. being taken away, potentially. But yeah, anyway, that's the thing. But let's talk about Daenerys for a second here, as you've already said that you think oh, that boy. she's basically your top contender, you know, long ways down the road. Um, but um, Daenerys has this sort of interesting progression in this episode mm-hmm. where she talks with Miri Mazdor and is and she basically finds out like, hey, like you, I, you didn't save. She's she says like you didn't save me, Daenerys. Like I have been brutalized by these men, by Cal Drogo's men, mm-hmm. like multiple times before you even showed up. So you didn't save me from anything. Oh first yeah, off. and I got to see my temple burned. Yeah, and my temple got burned to the ground. And I got to see people I helped just like be yes. dead. And people in my community that I loved and took care of, they were murdered in front of me. And not only that, but I saw an opportunity to prevent more of that from happening to mm-hmm. other people, and I took it. So how can you call me wrong? And I think Daenerys has this little bit of a revelation there because her her speech in front of that funeral pyre sort of shifts, and she's no longer really, like, pro-Dothraki in the way yeah. that we kind of saw her before. She's like, okay, like, slavery is bad, basically. And she says, like, exactly. listen, like, if you're going to be with me, 
if you're going to support me, if you're going to follow me, there's going to be none of this. Like, there will be no barriers. We're all going to be a family. There's <laughs> going to be no, there's going to be no slavery. Yeah. Like, we're all people. We're all on the same playing field. And I think that's a really inter- interesting progression for her to take. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Though. I think that it's probably, like, the best things because she's... The thing with it is she's delved into both worlds. She's sort of had the high life before earlier, and then she got like the Doth Rocky way, and now she this is like the happy blend, and it's like she's going to be with people who care for her and will take care of her, because mm-hmm. there's not been very much of that up to this point no. in her life at all. No, or like the people she loved have just like been murdered. Right, that's true. So, I mean, she's just trying to create a group of people, not even necessarily a nation, just a group of people who can live together and sort of have stuff. I think that that's fantastic, and it's kind of crazy to see mm-hmm. her go so quickly. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, from mourning the death of her husband, who she, like, learned to love, and, like, leaving a culture, right. and all these different things. She does very well. She does have, like, the makings of a leader. She does. And an interesting leader at that, because... <laughs> She understands both worlds, and she's found the sort of medium line. Mm-hmm. But of course, she, I guess, well, let's see, what did he say that the king needs to rule? Uh, love, fear, power? Basically, like, basically, they need to keep in balance, like, and now fear, she has love, that. And, and power. The only thing I think she probably doesn't have right now is power, because she's only got maybe, like, the dozen or so people who stuck around. Uh, dragons. Her. Give it, like, a year. I mean, <laughs> yes, but that's provided that she can keep hold of her dragons, because remember, she's in the middle of, like, Dothraki country, and there's just roaming bands of Dothraki that run around, and they could just, you know, come through okay, and take Okay, fair enough. Because that was just one group of Dothraki, mm-hmm. correct? There are many. Yeah. So in, in, it's mentioned that, and I think more so in the books than in the show, that but Caldrogo happened to have probably the biggest and most prevalent horde of people before mm. he died, and then as soon as like he dies, like his Kalasar is what it's called, his horde basically like splits up and everybody starts fighting each other, and then they all declare like, oh, this person's the Cal, no, this person's the Cal, and, and then, then people kind off. of split they follow that other, oh, their own group, and that's kind of how the Dothraki oh, function. Yeah, and yeah. they're and like not only that, but there's other cows who are out there doing their own thing. So, oh boy, Daenerys is not out of the out of the fire, so to speak. No, yet. so I wonder if she's gonna go, you know, Dothraki hunting and pick up people by killing their cows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's interesting though to point out too that Daenerys's angle on this is so different from anybody else who has laid a claim to the throne. Yeah, do you see maybe this ideology of everybody being like? like, on equal footing, working in Westeros? And do you think people in <laughs> Westeros would love her the same way that people over in Essos already have sort of... Uh, she would be great for the common people, but for the people of power, this would not be what they want. And especially since there's been power games being played by high families for literally forever. Yes. It would, like, as far as the people go, and a vast majority, even some of the houses would probably be okay with it. She would be pretty well accepted, pretty well loved. But at the same time, I feel like she's at a point where she's starting off this way, but mm-hmm. she could teeter to a mad king or a good king. She's right. very much in a volatile state. Yeah, And it's interesting because just because she puts her focus on the common people, it really kind of illuminates a, ma- a lot of major issues, I think, already with the way their system works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these lords are... are 
now going to be fighting for power, basically, against each other. And not in the sort of, like, let's manipulate each other and work our way out. But it, let's, like, all-out fight each other, basically. Yeah, but and are they fighting? No, they're sending thousands of people to Not only that, die. but, like, it's, like, the people... It's the common, pe- common people who are going to be caught in the crossfire. Like, mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, Tywin mentions, like, okay, so we're going to send the rest of our our, our army back to uh, Hall. And I'm going to send a small host out here to go burn a bunch of countryside. Yeah, and he, it's just so flippant. It's like, we're going to burn countryside. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, but those people are, you know, like... Yeah. You know, like, how many towns is that going to be? I mean, like, if it's being led by the mountain, holy crap, things are not yes. going to go well. Just like the mountain several episodes ago did all that thing with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pillaging all those towns. And then there was the fish that were all dropped around yeah. as... That not so subtle sign to to Ned, you know, like, hey, like we're coming after your wife's people because their sign is the fish. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's also talk about another major development in this episode, in that uh, Tywin kind of calls Tyrion and is like, "Listen, I got a war to to to, to fight. I need you to go to King's Landing and be the hand in my stead." goodness it's funny it just keeps on not being jamie (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of interesting because there's been this tension already between tywin and Tyrion when they've popped in and then he and Tyrion's just like are you serious like you're you're putting me in charge and he's like you're you're actually trusting me he's like you're and yeah and that's his it's not like before he mentions like you know you're i thought you were a stunted fool and he's like oh i'm half i'm half those things yes it's just sort of fun it's classic Tyrion. yeah classic Tyrion and it's interesting because they almost have a tender moment Mm -hmm. and there's almost like a father-son understanding but then it comes back to well you're my son which is sort of like a slap in the face to him (laughs) and yet oddly comforting too though yeah at the same time it's but like, he's always known the comfort of being able to use his name, but he's never really gotten recognition as himself. This is the first time, I think, maybe in his life his father's been like, maybe you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, in his very roundabout, yeah. led-by-family-honor-ish way. How do you think Tyrion's going to do, though, when he gets there? Because the past couple hands have not oh my goodness. fared so well there. I really, really, really want more Joffrey slap. <laughs> Give me more Joffrey so, slap. Okay, but... So maybe more Joffrey slapping. Maybe more Joffrey slapping. I'm just saying, though, like, the last couple hands have ended up dead because they were the hands. Oh, Tyrion's going to be fine. <laughs> okay, you think so? I think, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I fear for his Shay. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Uh, so, like, he, he he's told by Tywin, like, hey, like, don't, don't bring your take, whore with you. Don't take her with. And, and it's funny because he pitches the turn. She's like, well, you're not going to take me because this and And she gets, like, visibly pissed. But then he's like, yes. well, no, I basically I, I do what that. I want. <laughs> and then she's like, yes, He, like, laughs at the great. idea of, like, her, like, being a courtly lady. And then she's and like, oh, well, yeah, I'm the funny whore now. Yeah, um, running around the court in my tits and hanging out. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and then she gets mad at him. And he's like, no, 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 I'm bringing you with me. Exactly. He knows. How do you think that's going to work out for him? I feel like that's going to be good, because she is a good ally to have on his side. It's weird, because she does seem to, like, get him, like, right away. Like, she understands yes. him. Like, boom. It's weird. I don't know if that's, like, a good or a bad weird, whether she's, like, planted or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, we'll find out. But regardless... But, yeah. but like, regardless, I she's feel a, like she's She good. seems to be a good pairing she's, for Tyrion. Yeah, she's, like smart yes. and she just gets things so she that's does. exactly what he'll need to help him and obviously brawn 
Yes. Because that's he's... such a fun trio. Oh my you gosh, know, Tyrion, Bronn, and Shay. Yes, they're, they're a fun trio. <laughs> yes. Um, let's let's talk about uh, some of these pl- these people who we've come to see throughout the season. They've grown a lot. They've changed a lot. And now we're jumping into season two. It's going to be an entirely different Westeros, oh an entirely different situation. And you don't have to go through everybody. Just think of a few people and just give some uh, predictions. For season two, for some of these characters, Daenerys is definitely going to use her dragon advantage. I feel like she's going to be like rising to power. I feel like she's going to make a name for her, um, just like group of people. I'm not sure where she's going to go, but I feel like it's going to be a lot of her just like sort of building up as a leader by herself, and it's especially going to be impressive because we have not seen very many lady leaders. It's true. Other Cersei than, might be the only one. Yeah, really. but she's never outlined red her, let herself. Yeah, she's kind of more or less advised things. Yeah, well, advised very, very actively. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see. Joffrey's gonna get himself. The thing with it is, is I'm not so much. I think unfortunately Joffrey's gonna be fine through the next season, but he's going to cause like. Lots of chains of events that are going to be like have to be dealt with by other people, yeah. as we have already seen. Speaking That's of which, I think Tywin's going to be one of those people. So what about what about Tywin? Well, yeah, obviously they. The funny thing with it is, is everything had gone without Joffrey. Things would have gone off without conflict, and Ned would have been freaking alive, mm-hmm. and like a lot of stuff wouldn't have happened. But now they're past that point, so everyone's. Well, and especially Tywin's going to want to come out on top, so he's going to want to smash yeah. whatever opposition there is. Because yeah. now that they're not to the point of negotiation so much anymore, it's like, smash to get my son. He is going to be very set on getting Jamie back, because that's what he was. He literally yep. called off the meeting when people started like not talking about saving him. Right. Which was interesting, because that does not seem tactically advantageous, because that's going to put the Starks in an advantage every time, so long as they have Yeah, him. and yet you have to remember, Tywin's whole thing is legacy, legacy, legacy. And yeah. He wants his legacy. Oh, that's good, because they hit him right in the legacy. <laughs> ah, take that. That that, that was good. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Um, uh, Jon Snow, will he find Benji? I don't know, but for him and his sort of Night's Watch people, I feel like... I feel like a few are going to die, and I'm going to be unhappy, because I'm just starting to kind of, like, you know, get the faces. I obviously haven't gotten the names right. of his friends, but I, like, I've gotten the faces and stuff. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be probably a bloodbath. I'm interested. The thing with it is I have absolutely no idea what's behind the wall, so mm-hmm. I can only assume it will not be so great. It's kind of like you got two unknown frontiers. you got north of the wall, and you've got wherever Daenerys is headed. Yeah, very unknown frontiers. I'm most excited about them. I know King's Landing is going to be a bunch of, like, stuff, but it's funny because we're going to see people in more of a scramble mode, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to be interested to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't even, like, bother to do, like, Littlefinger, Varys, and, like, yeah, Pycelle. They're going to already... do what they do. They're going to do what they do, and that's just going to be that. Same for Tyrion. He's going to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Um... Sansa. Yeah, how do you think she's going to cope with all this going on? With I feel like she's definitely going to become... If there's going to be someone on the inside, it's probably going to be Sansa. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really interesting to see kind of where she goes. Because we've already gotten her first glimpse of it's like... She sees like he's terrible and everything's terrible. And she almost acted on literally killing the king. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of different ways to read that. I didn't get that vibe when I first watched it and... 
I, I almost got this vibe like, that's a high up thing. Maybe I could throw myself over this and end it all because right now I'm in so much pain. No. Well, the thing I mean, is... she does look at him and... and I and feel as if she would have grabbed him and fallen off herself mm -hmm. if that had gone the full way. I don't feel like she would have just pushed. Yeah. Unfortunately, which is sad for her. I would rather her have just pushed. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh... I also feel like a lot of Lannisters are going to get mixed around as, like, you know, mob boss Lannisters, like, you guys need to go do the things. Mm -hmm. So there may be some, like, mix and mashups there. I, f I feel like Cersei's going to be doing a lot of damage control, and she may even, like, discipline her son, which he will in turn take out on people who he is, who are not as important, which is sad. Yeah. Um, let's see. What about the Starks? Other Starks, I feel like they're going to continue to do decent, but I unfortunately don't think they're going to win if they try and take King's Landing. Right. If they try and win on the terms of keeping the North, I think that they could win. Okay. But I don't think they could win in an all-out, you know, like, continental war. Right. I don't think they could pull the right amount of people. I feel like the Lannisters would have more connections. I feel like it would not go well for them. I don't know. And I feel that Robert will continue to rise as a pretty good leader because he's, like, learning. And from what we tell, he's learning quite well and yeah, adjusting Yeah, he, he almost seems to have, like, well. a natural talent for it. Almost. You know, yeah, like, that's like, the thing. Right we haven't seen to too it. much. And he's had, like, a battle and some, like, friend calling and, like, some rallying and stuff. But for everything he's done, he's come out on top that's, in the situation. That's true. Yep. So that's that's awesome. Yay, Starks. Yay. <laughs> um... Well, let's move on to the weekly wrap-up questions here. We basically already covered, like, the best plan, worst plan a little bit with your predictions yeah. for the yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah. But let's talk about Stark of the Week here. Uh, Ooh. It's, I mean, obviously Ned's off the table now, <laughs> uh, which is really sad to think about. I we was hoping one... there would be some sort of, like, a force, uh, force representation force ghost. of Ned. <laughs> You know, uh, him, you know, him being... Who's the force, like, Robert? <laughs> oh, and he throws his sword like a hundred miles into Jeffrey's heart. <laughs> uh, but, uh... Like him, So you, you, you've got not much exactly, I would say, like not not a lot of forward momentum because the Starks are most, mostly coping with the loss of Ned yes. in this episode. Uh, but if you had to give Stark of the Week to somebody, who would you give it to? Which Stark would you give it I to? I think I'd give it to Arya because everyone's sort of, like, mourning. It's either Arya or, like, Catelyn, but mm -hmm. not even so much Catelyn. Yeah, it's true. Arya doesn't even really get a chance to mourn. She just That's keeps the thing. moving. That's what makes her the best because of all the people who mourn. She's the one who, l like, literally got to move on. It's like someone gave her the harsh reality. Okay, let's do this. Right. And, I mean, I guess you could also argue, like, Robert and, like, Catelyn for, like, starting, like, changing the direction of the campaign. But I'm just going to give it to Arya because, yeah. I don't know, Stark of the Week for me would be her. That makes sense. Because I think I would like to give Robert the crown this week. Yeah. Uh, um, this very much seemed like his so, episode so for that. Is, that. is that who you're going to give the crown based on how well they play the game? Oh, oh most definitely to Rob, Robert. Rob because, it. I mean, the fact that he didn't impose himself, he was elected to be a king yeah, of something. it's worth pointing out. He is it's charismatic pointing, enough to do that. It's worth pointing out that he was the first one who was elected. Everyone else kind of said, oh, this, this, this. Well, except for, we don't really, we don't really know about Stannis, but once again, we talk about how he was the logical choice for mm. next, because he's next Baratheon. Right, right. Uh, we we do talk a lot about like 
like Stannis and Renly, and yet they're oddly absent from the ending of this season. Yes. So maybe we'll have to follow up on that once. I season know. Two we'll see starts. where they're going. Uh, but yeah. So for, so for now, Rob gets uh, the crown for this. Oh yes, season. most definitely. Even even though Daenerys got a serious strategic advantage, even though she got dragons and she made her own thing, I don't know. I'm doing it because he's playing a bigger game. She has a host of. She's um, got a lot of problems like, to overcome. She, before yeah, she, she has gets a lot there. more problems. I don't know if she's necessarily stable yet. She has a host of maybe like three dozen people. He has eighteen thousand. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, Zach, let's let's go on to. Even though dragons count as about like five thousand apiece, it was very close. Well, okay. Do <laughs> do the dragons add any hope points this week though? Because um, I hope that she's gonna hope. get what she wants. <laughs> because we need to figure out on a scale of one to ten how hopeful you are at the end of this season. Hopeful for the people that I like much more than before. So we're going at like a eight eight yes. Jumping in with an eight. eight. That's I. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I, I would. That's where I would about put it. This is exciting, especially since I've been so. I I rooted for da- Daenerys from the very beginning. I was just yes. Like, I like her. I'm. I really want. Yes. I wanted her to rise above, and she. And this is her first episode. I think. And she now she's like, stepping out on herself, which is great because before right. she was like, okay, brother sold me to him. Now I'm with husband. But now it's yep. Daenerys. As now she's got to make her own choices, and she's learned from some of the bad choices she's made. And she's also... And she has Jorah there. She has, yes. like, solid people who will back her up and give her advice. And she and you think about, like, the evolution her character has gone. Like, she was, like, this, like, sort of, oh like, my quiet, mewling thing in episode one. And now, like, she's, like, being, like, I'm going to free slaves. I'm going to take names. I'm going to take a throne. I'm yeah. going to burn people to the ground. Yeah. And, but Which I'm is gonna, interesting. I'm going to do the right thing, basically. But, yeah, she, like, has the right thing, but she's not... She's, like, willing to herself, like, do... Harsh things. Mm-hmm. She's re- she's she's seen a lot of stuff and it's changed her. Ah, uh, and, and awesome. But it's changed her for the better, I think. Yes. Um. Well, Zach, it's been fun watching you watch. I have to say, it's been yes. fun watching you watch this whole season. I'm glad you're excited about season two. Oh my goodness, yes. Um. I hope if you guys have been watching and listening along, uh, that you guys are excited as well. Uh, we've had a lot of fun recording this first season. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you if you've been um, if you've been following along, uh, you can. We're, we're, we're ramping up for season two here, obviously. Yes. So if you got any leading questions for Zach that you want to ask, uh, feel free to send them our way. Uh, we have our YouTube channel where you can connect with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, that's just uh, useful NPCs on on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Twitter at useful NPCs and we have a Tumblr blog. If you want to check that out, mm-hmm. um, it, it, if you got those questions, send them because we want to hear from you guys about, yes. about how you feel about all of this too. Uh, if you are a person who like me has a friend that has not seen Game mm-hmm. of Thrones before, do it, jump in Zach. I, I mean, it's been yes. a rough ride, but have you enjoyed it? Um, it's been great. And do it like this. Give them time to, like, really think it over. Don't just watch, like, episode and episode. Like, give them time to chew on it. That's mm-hmm. really been good for me. I have appreciated it, and it's made me feel almost as if I'm watching it from the very beginning, like all of you people would have. Yes. It, including, like, the agonizing weight, too. <laughs> <sighs> um, so, yes. Uh, and if... You know, and if you're a person like me who just derives a sort of sick pleasure from watching Zach's <laughs> a- agonizing expressions as he as he does this, do it. I, we're we're maybe pondering doing some episodes with video. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So you can see Zach's expression as he watches these things. Oh, uh, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and if and if you are, are, are a fan of Game of Thrones, you know what I'm talking about. You know the moments I'm talking about. So stay tuned for those. Um, so yeah. uh, there, there is all of that for you, mm-hmm. uh, Zach. I I have to say. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, any any last closing thoughts about this season this, of Game of Thrones? Um, I guess I've learned how to have an appropriate level of hope. <laughs> I've kind of learned to gauge Westeros at this point. Um, and definitely more plugs. Send us in stuff because this is not... We're probably going to put out, like, what, a review episode yeah, for we, first season? We're going to take a, a little bit of a break here. We'll say that before we start up season two again. Yeah. So don't expect an episode next week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll take a break. We do have a, a planned episode where Zach is going to oh, try boy. his darndest to recap the entire season oh. in, one ep- in one episode oh, here. Oh, no. It's going to be a tough one. But I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going optimistic. To, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you just throw in all of your terrible wrong nicknames, it'll it'll all work. Uh, that'll help bring bring out the use old it brain as a juices. memory tool. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's that's why I do it. <laughs> um, but definitely like hit us up because we'll be hitting a lot of you know fan things and mm. all stuff in this because it's gonna be just sort of like a kind of fun laid back yeah. review of it, the first it will season be a little bit, and then we'll we'll dive right into season two from there. Oh yes, so it, it'll be fun. Um, so, so I'll have to wait the appropriate amount of days that Cameron says would almost simulate it mm. being me waiting for a whole season. <laughs> That's true. Uh, also, uh, stay tuned for us because we may have some more watching you watch in store that's not Game of Thrones in the long term. Oh, oh, oh. I may get to run some of this show. Zach might get to do get his revenge <laughs> on me. Uh, we're gonna We're gonna figure it out here. Uh, just stay tuned for that. We're not sure what exactly we're going to do yet, but it's in the works. Yes. Uh, so if if that's something that appeals to you, yeah, just just stay tuned for it. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> maybe send suggestions, or maybe we'll just... We have some things in mind. If we can't pick something, maybe we'll send it to you and have you, the viewers, pick. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, I think it's time for us to sign off. All right. All right, well, until season two, or or at least our recap thing, we're going to see you guys later. See you. Also, may the dragons be with you always. May the dragons be with you always. (laughs) That was weird. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 